this is a very common question that applies to a lot of people. Many people struggle with memorizing, with retaining their memory. Whether it comes to their academic studies, oftentimes when final week, finals week comes, many of my brothers ask me, Sayyid, do you have like the secret that allows me to memorize everything so I can pass the exam? Or sometimes when it comes to the religious sciences, memorizing the Holy Quran, the knowledge of Ahlul Bayt, is there a way to sharpen my memory? Do we have anything recommended by our ulama and scholars? I will share with you some tips to strengthen the memory. Some of them are spiritual tips, some of them are practical tips. One recommendation that scholars have when it comes to improving your memory is to recite Tasbihat al-Zahra after your morning prayer for at least 10 to 15 minutes. Recite Tasbihat al-Zahra 10 times, 15 times, 20 times. I've heard from top scholars in the Hawza and great maraja that this does wonders in sharpening your memory. Because the moment of Fajr, dawn before sunrise, is the most blessed moment of the day. It's the moment where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivers the sustenance. Do you know that? Normally, especially in the summer months, we're asleep during that time. When it's between 3 and 4.30 a.m., normally we'll asleep. Or sometimes you pray Salat al-Subh and you go back to bed. It's highly recommended to stay awake during that period. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do something productive. In fact, those who struggle with depression, one recommendation I have for them is to exercise at dawn. Just go out, take a walk before sunrise. It does wonders. It uplifts you. You'll have a better day that day. You will feel better. Because there's a special barakah in dawn. And the rizq that is given to you is at that moment. And rizq is that which is beneficial for you. So sometimes if you feel there's no barakah in your life, maybe you should pay more attention to fajr time. And the more you turn to Allah, the more you supplicate, you do the ta'qibat, the mustahabbat, the recommended acts, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. So one tip that I have heard from scholars in Maraja is to repeat the tasbiha of Lady Fatima which is a type of praising God that the Prophet taught her. And it is saying Allahu Akbar 34 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, Subhanallah 33 times. Repeat this for a good 10-15 minutes after Salat al-Subuh. This, this does wonders in aiding your memory. That's one. Number two, my dear brothers and sisters, sins have an impact on religious memory. We have narrations that state, sins, when you commit an act of sin, it takes away a chunk of your intellect. That's a hadith, yes. It takes away a chunk of the intellect. Imagine next time you sin what you're doing to yourself. It's a hadith from the Imam I could show you the source. Now Allah is merciful. 
if you do tawbah and you repent, hopefully Allah will give you back that lost part of the intellect. But one of the effects of sins is that it takes away from the aqil, from the intellect. Keep that in mind. Staying away from sins is very, very helpful in retaining your religious memory. Your understanding of the Qur'an, your memorization of the Holy Qur'an. This also does wonders. Number three, the foods that you eat have an impact on your memory. And in fact, if you look at books like Tabb al-A'imma, the medicine of the Imams, the hadiths that we have from the Imams, they actually walk you through the types of foods or herbs that strengthen the memory and types of food that weaken the memory. Generally speaking, overeating weakens the memory. Whatever you overeat, unhealthy food, junk food, fatty food, that sometimes has the power of weakening the memory. So keep that in mind as well. What do you eat? What are you eating? Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Are you overeating or not? That goes a long way in impacting your memory. That's number three. Number four, constantly reciting the Qur'an. If you can one juzu every day, if not half a juzu, if not one page, regularly reading the Qur'an every day will actually improve your memory. Now if you find it difficult to recite one juzu every day, I have a practical tip for you. After each of your salahs, read how many pages? Four pages. Because there are five prayers. And each juzod is, is how many pages? 20 pages in most uh, common you know, uh, versions of the Holy Quran. So if it's 20 pages and you have five prayers, if you recite four pages after each salah, which doesn't take more than four or five minutes, you do a full juzod every day. That improves with your memory, my dear brothers and sisters. Now there are some other type of a'mal that have been mentioned. I can't really verify the source of it. For instance, writing some surahs of the Holy Quran with saffron. You know za'faran? With saffron. You write it and then basically it gets diluted in water and then you drink it. It has a special way of doing it. Some people, they've tried it, they say it really does wonders. But I don't have a sahih, solid hadith to back that up. So I can't say that with certainty these you know, techniques work. But in the end, if it's the Holy Quran, the blessings of the Holy Quran, why not? So there are a few such techniques as well. And remember, the last thing is practice. Some people, they expect memory to come miraculously to them, right? You have to work hard. If you study hard, you work hard, you review hard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also strengthen your memory. It comes with practice. How many of you have heard of Sakaki? Sakaki was a top scholar in logic, in philosophy, in certain sciences. He became a scholar at an old age, in his 30s. Normally scholars, when they're teenagers, they go to the seminaries and they learn. Sakaki in his old age, he became a scholar. And you know what motivated him to become a scholar? When he was young and he was taking a class, 
a religious class to learn fiqh, the fiqh of Abu Hanifa, their teacher, he was young, their teacher taught them the following phrase. He told them, memorize this, qala shaykhu, meaning who? Abu Hanifa. Jildul kalbi, yatharu biddibagha. What does that mean? The leather, the skin of, of dog, can become halal if you tan it. You know when they take the leather, it goes through a tanning process to prepare it, to process it. Abu Hanifa, his fiqh says it becomes tahir, it becomes pure. Of course, we disagree in our school of thought. We say, no, it still stays najis. Okay. So everyone memorized it, the kids. He came the next day to class. All of them said it. So the turn came to him. He told them, read it. You know what he said? <laughs> he said, the dog said, the skin of the shaykh becomes pure with dabagha, through tanning. <laughs> he switched it around. His teacher got so angry, he kicked him out. So he's like, you know what? My brain is worse than a rock. So forget it. He got disinterested in, in learning. So years he left the seminary, years until he was in his 30s. One day he was passing by, and maybe I think it was a cave or some cliff, and he saw a piece of rock, stone, and there were drops of water dri dripping on that rock. And he saw that the drops of water had made a dent into the rock. Have you seen that sometimes? Yeah. Drops of water had made an engravement dent into the rock. He looked at that and he said to himself, is my brain harder than the rock? If these small drops of water, they could make a hole in the rock. My brain is not harder than a rock. I can do it. See, with that renewed sense of conviction, he went and he studied and he became a sakaki. He worked hard. He believed in his potential. If you're struggling with your memory, believe in your potential. Practice. Do the a'mal we said. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you.